I'm back. I don't want to give a long speech. I'm going to just jump right into it. Don FM. The Weeknd's new album, releasing on January 7th. I got into The Weeknd's music uh, in 2019. The first song I'd ever really like heard and was aware of that it was by The Weeknd was Lost in the Fire with Gesefelstein. That was the first song that I really was... It, it occurred to me who he was. I had heard The Hills, Can't Feel My Face, Starboy way prior, but it never had clicked in my mind that it was the same person making these amazing songs. So I got into After Hours when it came out, and that was one of the most exciting times of my life. Listening to that on the release night, I was sick out of my mind. It was when COVID had first started. I didn't have COVID, but I, I remember I was sick, and I was on NTI and was at home. I was bored. It was midnight. I had school the next morning. I did not care. I stayed up. I listened to that album from midnight basically until school was over. I didn't sleep that night. I was so just exhilarated by what I had just heard. Well, that's why Dawn FM would be the most exciting point in my life, to be honest. I've just blown away. I pre-ordered the CD, which was one of the best choices I've ever made. I pre-ordered the CD... Whenever it first dropped, whenever the merchandise first dropped, I was going to pre-order the vinyl, which I'm kind of disappointed I didn't because it's already sold out, but I pre-ordered the collector's edition of the CD as soon as they dropped. Do not regret it. And, oh my god. Let's talk about release night, because I already just said that the CD pre-order was the best decision. Let's explain why. On release night... Amazon Prime Music goes live with the Dawn FM concert, basically. It's a uh, it's a virtual, uh, I, I guess concert's a good way to put it. Basically, The weekend and his old man kind of persona. I don't know what the, the whole storyline is there. We're going to figure that out as the week goes. I think tonight we may actually figure that out with the Gasoline Music video. But the old man persona of The weekend was in the DJ booth playing the entire album. The album starts off with birds chirping and then an intro from Jim Carrey saying, you are now listening to 103.5 Dawn FM. And the choice of Jim Carrey as a narrator was just, uh, maybe a narrator isn't a good word, but having him as this voice of reason almost, telling you what is going on, explaining to you this transition is just one of the, it's it's like a good casting choice in a movie. You know how like, in the Marvel movies, if the characters were a different cast, then it wouldn't be the same. Like, if Thor wasn't cast as Chris Hemsworth, it wouldn't feel the same. That's exactly how this feels. If Jim Carrey didn't narrate this album, this album would not be the same. Jim Carrey absolutely just was a, amazing as the voice of reason behind this storyline. And then after Jim Carrey's little monologue at the beginning... You get into the first song, and no right, no right to put Gasoline as the first track, because, oh my god, oh my god. When Gasoline's beat kicks in, blown away, mind blown. And then the lyrics where he says that 
if I finally die in peace, just wrap my body in these sheets and pour out the gasoline. Oh, those lyrics. Just having that as the first track, there was just no right. He No right to have that as the first track. And I don't care. He had no right, and he still did it anyways. So, props there, because gasoline went off. The second track, How Do I Make You Love Me, is my personal favorite. And it's also got that kind of really, like, funky beat that I just, I, I love about his music, is that, like, he brings this 80s pop back to the present. And it's just, it's really... It's really exhilarating. And the lyrics of this song are much, uh, are just also phenomenal. I don't know how else to put it. They may not be as, you know, nihilistic or as, um, kind of dark, I would say, is what Gasoline is. It's a pretty dark song. This one's more asking a real question of how do I make you love me? And it's just, it's great. Third track, Take My Breath. I want to talk about this one. Because Take My Breath was released in September of last year. We already heard this song. Now, here's my opinion. Take My Breath being released before the album was a good idea. But I don't think we should have gotten the extended version before the album. Because if I would have never have heard the extended version and had been listening to The Dawn, or Dawn FM rather... And when it kicked in, and instead of hearing the I saw the fire in your eyes at the beginning of the song, it just said, take my breath with the beat drop, my, my, I, would, my, I would go crazy in my chair. And I still did. Like, I had already heard this song. Actually, I've heard this song two, over 2,000 times. It was my most played song on Spotify last year. But if I hadn't heard the extended version, when that beat dropped, but he didn't say the actual beginning of the song lyrics mind blown blown it was like i said it was still mind blown but it wasn't as big of an a, a brain explosion as it could have been but i am really glad we got take my breath before the album because without it i don't think it would have been the same i i will say though if he would have released any other songs before the album it would not have been as good to listen to it take my breath was the only song he should have released and that's what he did so uh, sorry, that was my heater. It's really hot in here. After Take My Breath, we get Sacrifice, which is probably the the blinding lights of this album. This is a really Michael Jackson song. You can tell. It's produced by Quincy Jones. It has actual sound effects from Thriller in the background, Michael Jackson's Thriller. It plays multiple sound effects from that song in the background. It's great. Sacrifice is a great song. I don't have much else to say about it. I think you should just go listen to it because I, I can't put it into words for you. So just just go listen to it, please. It's really good. And let's talk about the music video because that's what I want to talk about. So in the Take My Breath music video, um, it seemed like his character, the trench-coated character, was getting accepted into this this cult almost of people who would basically they take raw oxygen they 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 inhale raw oxygen which is not good for you please don't ever do that but that's what they do and 
there was a scene where like this body is being like manifested out of this black goo don't know what's going on there that still hasn't been explained but it was pretty cool to watch i would say in terms of like the cgi and the cinematics and stuff but yeah it was pretty like it was a weird music video and at the end he kind of just passes out from all of the you know raw oxygen he'd snorted well the sacrifice music video picks up right where that one left off and he gets carried to this circular like it's a, it's like a ritual table it's but it's circular and his arms get like strapped into it and then he gets lifted up it's it's a weird music video and i mean it is i'm assuming that by sacrifice it is literally about a human sacrifice that's what this music video is about but then again you don't ever get to see the human sacrifice but anyways the leader of the cult is in this red hooded outfit and it begins like sucking the the leader like sucks his soul out of his body and then they stick him in these iron gauntlets that lock him into a microphone and he he does the high note of the in, at the end of the song and then more of his soul gets like sucked into the heavens and then at the end his hands are all burned and then he like walks off the stage like he's drunk i don't know if you haven't watched the music video you're probably thinking are you insane what is wrong with you like are you are you okay but no i'm i'm just explaining what i saw i don't know i don't know what's going on there i don't have time to digest all of it because i don't want this episode to be four hours long so i'll just leave you with that and go on to the sixth track which is uh a tale by quincy jones and basically quincy explains how with a beat in the background during all of it, he explains how his mom left him and he had a stepmom who was evil and he explains how that affected his relationships, which is pretty deep and I think we're supposed to take in that there's a lot of parallels between Quincy Jones's life and The Weeknd's life or Abel's life and that's a lot to take in. I, I don't want to dwell on it because that's completely out of my my reign of knowledge so i'll just move on to out of time this is the song on this album well there's two of the songs on this album that i think is going to be like this i think the, there's two, two songs okay there are two songs on this album that i think will um start off as kind of like unknowns and then they'll kind of be like how Save Your Tears was on the last album. And they'll they'll start off as kind of like slightly popular but not really popular. And then closer to the end of the album being new, they'll gain a bunch of popularity. But that's my theory. I don't know if that's true. But Out of Time is another interesting one. I Like I said, don't want this video to be really long. I'm not going to go into the the nitty-gritty of all of these songs from now on because I just wanted to talk about the ones that I really like. Uh, Out of Time, I, I like the song as well, but not as deep, I don't think. It's just he says that he's kind of out of time to love this person because they've found somebody new, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, yeah. Here We Go Again, featuring Tyler, the creator, is probably the biggest disappointment on this album. It's not a bad song by any means, but I think Tyler, the creator, being the feature, 
could have been an amazing song and it kind of just isn't. It's not my favorite. It's one of the worst songs on this album, I'd say. Probably in the top three worst worst songs. So, yeah, it's still not bad. It's better than a lot of the stuff from his earlier albums, but not a fan still. Best Friends is uh, one that I just not a fan of either. It's not a bad song. I can definitely see why people like it. It just doesn't... Um, it doesn't appeal to me as much. I guess I'm more of the, the 80s pop music person, and Best Friends kind of takes a different twist on that style, the, a different twist on the 80s pop, and it's just not my my version of the, the music he's making. So not a fan, not, not my favorite, but maybe a fan favorite. I don't know. Is There Someone Else has been getting a lot of praise on the internet. That's track 10, and... I think it's because it's the most like his old music. And I had a big rant. Well, no, I made one comment, but I've had like a a long conversation with myself about how I think fans who are stuck in the trilogy and Kissland era need to move on. It's been a big debate recently, and it shouldn't be. It's it's kind of stupid. I don't like how a fan base is being divided because they want the old stuff to come back when they can't accept the fact that it's moved on. And even The Weeknd himself has posted multiple things talking about it on his Twitter. So it's not like it's gone unseen. But I think Is There Someone Else definitely encapsulates more of the trilogy in Kissland era than any of the other songs on this album or in any of his most recent albums in general. And that's okay. He can have songs that do encapsulate the past. I'm just saying I don't think we should get an album that is the past because a a group of people want it. So it's not my favorite because like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the past, but it's pretty good. Starry Eyes is uh, one that I get confused a lot. I don't know why. I don't know what it is with the song. It's probably because I've listened to it, I think, the least out of all of the songs on this album. But it's it's kind of the same thing as Is There Someone Else. It's It definitely encapsulates more of that, that House of Balloons kind of vibe. It's still good. It's just that's not my era, not my thing, you know? Every Angel is Terrifying is, so basically at the beginning and the end of the album, we get a Jim Carrey monologue. We've gotten a Quincy Jones monologue as the sixth track, and now we get The Weeknd's monologue as the twelfth track. But he doesn't talk about his story, nor does he talk about anything really relating to, like, his life. It's in, it, This song is an advertisement. It's an advertisement to buy the afterlife. Which is leading to speculation that the third and final song of or final album of the weekend's career will be Afterlife. Which we don't know if it'll be the last of his career, but we know it'll be the last of this trilogy that he's creating. The After Hours, The Dawn, and The Afterlife, which would complete the trilogy. Now, is it possible... Or wait, hold on. I just lost my complete train of thought with those words. Um, let's start over. So this song, like I said, advertisement for the afterlife. And he literally tells you to call a phone number so you can buy it. He tells you that it'll complete your collection of the uh, it will complete your collection of life. He goes in detail as to why you should buy the afterlife. It's pretty interesting. It's an interesting concept. 
definitely tells a story, tells the story he's trying to tell. And I think it'll uh, make more sense in time with that one. So, yeah. Next is Don't Break My Heart. I think this is my favorite of the uh, the tracks as you get down closer to the bottom. This one's my favorite. This is track 13. Uh, it's it's It kind of reminds me of Hardest to Love in After Hours. That's what this song reminds me of. It's like Hardest to Love kind of a bit faster pace though it's it's still great it's a great song would definitely suggest going and listen, going and listening to that one number 14 is i heard you're married with lil wayne the features on this album are weird but they work like i said the tyler the creator song isn't my personal favorite but it's not bad the this one has Lil Wayne in it, and it's kind of the same thing. It's not the greatest song on the album, but it's not awful, and it's not bad in any way. It's actually better than most of the... Um, it's one of the better songs on the album. And with Tyler, the Creator, and Lil Wayne, it's a weird mix. I don't feel like they really fit the 80s pop, but they did it, and it kind of worked. It, they aren't the reason that the song isn't my favorite or it's some people may say it's bad I don't know but I don't think any of the songs on this album are bad but it's not because it's them that makes it worse than the other songs it's just something that's not clicking with me It's they're not bad neither of them are bad songs it's just something doesn't click and it's not their voice it actually works the the Lil Wayne and Tyler the Creator surprisingly work on an 80s pop beat. And that's cool. I don't know why I ranted about that for so long. I kept saying the same thing over and over again. But my bad. Track 15 is one that I want to talk about. Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero is the savior tears of this album. I, I made that comment without of time, but this is the true savior tears of this album. I mean, it literally sounds like Save Your Tears when you first get into it. Less Than Zero is gonna... I think this song will take time, but at some point it will explode. And it will be, like I just said, the Save Your Tears of this album. Save Your Tears took until we got a remix with Ariana Grande to truly pop off and get listens. But I think that once this song... Once this album has been out for a couple of days, I think that something will happen. Maybe we'll even get an Ariana Grande remix of this song, and it will cause it to explode again. That would be great. I think The Weeknd and Ariana are probably two of the best uh, like collab artists. Like When they collab together, it's hard for them to make a bad song. And then the album closes out with Phantom Regret by Jim. Uh, he talks about, on this one, the, um, I, I don't know how to put this. He talks about Phantom Regret, and basically what Phantom Regret is, it's not a real thing, I don't think. I didn't Google this, so it could be a real thing. But how he explains it is basically the things that you regret and you carry with you until you die. So once you die, if you've regretted anything in your life, it stays with you, is basically what he's trying to say. And that's really deep. And basically, the whole point of this album, from what I can infer from this ending, is that 
the dawn is trying to get you to stop regretting everything, make amends with yourself, and die peacefully. Which is extremely deep. That's crazy. I think this album is just extremely creative. And the vision of this is amazing. I don't know how the whole story is going to play out. I'm really excited for how it's going to play out. But so far from what I've seen, it is it it is um it's superb. There there's a vision here that I'm so excited to see play out and so far it's beautiful. So get ready. Now let's talk about a couple things that I need to mention. First off, the transitions on this album are amazing. Let's start from the beginning with probably my favorite transition. This is How Do I Make You Love Me into Take My Breath. At the end of How Do I Make You Love Me, when the song, when all the lyrics end, you hear this heavy breathing, this <laughs> kind of sound, right? And then the beat to Take My Breath just, boom, kicks in. It's great. I, I may play it for the YouTube viewers, but the Spotify viewers, I'm sorry, I cannot play music. Okay, but my YouTube viewers, you may have just heard the transition. I don't know. Anyways, that's like the big transition I can think of. There's also the transition from A Tale by Quincy into Out of Time, which is pretty good. But that one kind of is different because A Tale by Quincy is a story. It's not really a song. It's a story with a beat. And that's still good. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just not really the same so them having that transition there is almost it kind of necessary, I would say. Well, maybe not necessary, but it, it definitely makes the flow of the album better with that transition. I don't know, though. That's my opinion. Two more things. First off, this is album of the year. I'm saying it right now. Album of the year. It actually, listening to this for the first time, was more exciting than listening to After Hours for the first time. And I think this album is in every way better than After Hours. I think this is his best album. It's the most creative album. It, it's, it's amazing. It, it's amazing. There's no other way to put it. This album makes every other The Weeknd album look... Like it's something he does on his off days. That's all I'm saying. Not saying that there's not a lot of work put into those albums. That was just a joke. He puts a lot of effort into everything he does. And yeah. It's it's amazing. And that's why I am so excited for this tour. The tour. The After Hours Till Dawn tour is going to be amazing. If I get a transition from blinding lights into how do I make you love me into take my breath, do you know how amazing that would be? Do you know? I don't think you do. My brain would explode. There's no other way to put it. 
And then this album, this tour, this experience that has been Dawn FM will be one of the best musical experiences you can possibly have if you're into it. And I would su- highly suggest getting into it. If you don't listen to The Weeknd, please listen to just some of his songs. You don't even have to be as enthusiastic about it as me. Just listen to some of them, please. I, I'd practically beg you to do it, but there's no need. Because for me, it's life-changing. For you, it may not be. But either way, it's something else oh yeah and i completely forgot i was gonna give you all a top five list of my favorite songs of the album so um my top two are subject to change but my top two right now are how do i make you love me and sacrifice they're interchangeable because i don't know which one i like more i'm really stuck in a loop there of which one i like the most number four is don't break my heart or, sorry, number three is Don't Break My Heart. Number four is Take My Breath, five out of time. And then um, for runner-ups, you have Gasoline and Less Than Zero. Thank you all for your time, and welcome back to Sleepless.